Welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter Two. And if you're listening, I'm assuming that you watched that game uh, that we played against Memphis or have at least heard about the unspeakable things that we saw in that game. I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to watch that. Um, but we, we were right there with you. We were watching it as it happened and, you know. Really glad I didn't go to Memphis. Yeah, I'm very glad I wasn't there for that. Um, it, in the moment, it was bad. But it got worse and worse as we just kept on watching replays and new things come out. You know, there was the finding out that there were two number fours on the play. We didn't even have to find out that the referee was calling the play dead at the time because we saw that mm-hmm. as it happened. Uh, then the SEC came out and said that there were multiple mistakes on the play, which, whoo, we knew that. Um, I bet there were sad people in the Bass Pro Shops pyramid that day. <laughs> Dang it. Gotta get my fishing lures to. Chase the pain. <laughs> Might go jump in the jump in the aquarium at Bass Pro Shops. Dude, it's like all around you. You can just like go off the pathways. I Damn. might, I might, I would have thought about it if I'd been there. <laughs> so I'm actually gonna bring us back to something that we used to do during a happier time during baseball season when when all was right in the world. Um, and I'm going to do some Friday morning motivation for everybody. We're actually recording a podcast on a Friday today. so it It's only... not Friday morning at all. Friday afternoon motivation. We're gonna... Hopefully everyone listens really quick before our game at 11 a.m. Yeah, but... I'm not sure, not sure when y'all are going to be hearing this, but it's motivation nonetheless. So I'm just throwing it back to something I heard on a podcast one time. Um, just I thought it was really good, but it was when better is possible, good enough is unacceptable. And I think it's pretty fitting for, for the football team, uh, for, for the situation that we're, that we're facing right now. Because, I mean, I see better opportunities for passes that we can make. I see better opportunities for being 3-0 and instead of 2-1. and But we're just going for good enough. And because of that, we're 2-1. and <laughs> You know, I'm sure that's the reason. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's because, yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> well... It's good motivation. Yeah. Um, hopefully that'll work out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess let's get into this Memphis game. And let's start off with the referee situation. Um, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It, it's it's bad. It's, it's bad, and it makes it worse. I've heard a lot of people say it, and it just makes so much sense. Like, imagine that that happened the other day, happening to... Like a blue blood program. It would never happen. If that happened to Alabama, imagine that it did happen and for some reason Nick Saban stood on the sidelines and didn't didn't just I'm sure, obliterate I'm sure, a referee. I'm sure they wouldn't go back on the review and give them the onside kick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there would have been no limit to how much the referees did to make up for that. If Or what the SEC would do. They would probably retroactively changed the score to the game and and Alabama would still be undefeated. What are you talking about? Alabama would never put themselves in that position. But never playing against Memphis? <laughs> yeah. Yep. They'd never play a group of five team that they could actually lose to. And they're playing Southern Miss this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna be very similar to our game against Memphis. Yeah, yeah. But maybe. just I mean I know. I mean, it's it's, it's been it's, it's been almost a week since it happened, and I know you've probably heard it all, and and you're just as mad as we are. But just imagine that. I think it's more on the 
efficient on the uh, review crew than anyone. Uh, I feel like they should have been able to see because there is a thing for if you're waving a play off and it's supposed to keep on going, but you wave it. It's an inter- inadvertent whistle. Mm-hmm. And then you just get the ball right there. So but, for everybody saying, they should have just played to the whistle. They did. They, 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 they waved the stop the clock hands. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, Emerson should have picked it up. But what Emerson did made the official wave his hands. So it was good enough for him. I, I, that, that's where I see the thing about, oh, just pick up the ball, which, yes, that is the better idea. Yeah, and which we will be doing from now on. I'm I can only assume. Yeah, it's just it's it's frustrating. There's no reason that we should be. I saw one person that said, "If we would have, if we wouldn't have <laughs> changed out punters, that ball would have went out of bounds at the thirty, and we would have got <laughs> the ball back." <laughs> yeah, our dang punter putting it on the two yard line. Can't believe Archer Trafford. Can't believe Tulu didn't catch that ball. Let's blame it on Tulu. Yeah, we tried to get fault. Tulu involved, and and he he didn't make the most of his opportunity. <laughs> he just decided to be good enough instead of better. <laughs> that is yeah. that is not our. our... <laughs> that is totally sarcasm for those of you who didn't pick that up. Uh, we we really do like Tulu, and we think he should get more opportunities to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's just it was a terrible situation from start to finish. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't have been in that situation. We should have run away with the game. We should have done a lot of other things. But to be quite frank, we should have just won the game. Yeah. Because I know that if we have Memphis inside their 10, we're getting the ball back and we're mm-hmm. going to score. And yeah. It's not going to come down to a, a weird review of an onside kick for us to win. Yeah. So And then they got that onside kick kicked a 52-yard field goal to make it an eight-point game. <laughs> and... Yeah, yeah, but what what a, what a game! That none of it was very fun. No, not fun at all. I mean, it's it was enough to ruin a Saturday if 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 you're into letting football games ruin your Saturday, which I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but now it did it, it did in fact do that. No, I mean, it's it's terrible. But I mean, I I just think something needs to be done. I also thought it was weird that SEC officials were calling. A game between two conferences where one team is from the SEC mm-hmm. and it was not even the home team. Yeah. Like, I think there should be some unbiased uh, referee Give crew. Give us the Big Ten. Big Ten crew or a Big 12 crew. I don't care. Just I just thought it was weird. Um, but it's things that you don't even think about until it bites you in the butt and, and causes you to lose a game. SEC refs were bad in the Penn State game, too. Yeah. Had, had big issues in that one. Yeah. And... Like, how does SEC get referees to that game? I, I don't understand. I, I can understand maybe because of the American not having, like, top-quality referees. But obviously oh, the, the SEC, SEC, have SEC doesn't have top-quality referees. So uh, it's just it's bizarre. I mean, in a game where we outscored Memphis 468 to 246. Yeah, they out-yarded them. He said outscored. <laughs> I really wish we out- outscored them 468 to two. We outgained them 468 to 246. And, you know, our defense held them to 17 points, but they get a touchdown on a fumble recovery, a scoop and score, first possession of the game, which, terrible way to set the tone. Yeah, always for a us. bad way to start a game. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, the, the touchdown on the uh, on the punt return. but That was down at the 12. That was down at the 12. 
So it's just, it's a bizarre game. You know, you can look at it on paper and it doesn't make sense. You can look at it on the field and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just weird. So Okay. Uh, as you know, I'm a madman. Uh, mm-hmm. I watch this game a lot of times. I'm not going to bring up the spreadsheet right now because I thought about this a whole lot. And I kind of have all of what I feel ready. Right here. Okay. okay. Uh, Will Rogers was started off really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you were text were like, okay, this this is the best we've looked. Yeah. I mean, other than the fumble, dude, we we've looked on. Yeah. Had some really big plays at the end right there. Hit hit the two passes at the end of the game, mm-hmm. and then earlier in the game he hit Heath on a pretty big pass. Missed two really big plays. Uh, I think one was to Mackay and one was to Jameer Calvin. Mm-hmm. Jameer Calvin did not get involved in this game, which no. was kind of weird. Yeah, don't really know what's that, what that's all about. But uh, then, then Will turned around and hit those two same routes at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, pe- people keep on saying, okay, he's worried about his arm strength, but on those two at the end of the game, those were great throws, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know. He he's shown that he can do it. I'm in talks with someone trying to get some all twenty two film. Yeah, I'm going through like the depths of the internet to find this <laughs> yeah. stuff. And and he he says he has a bunch of games from last year. I'm holding out until he has some from this year. But I, I don't think that many people can say, Oh yeah, he's just missing people over uh, deep on deep over the middle of the field because you obviously can't see it until you're sit unless you're sitting there at the game actually like going through his progression with him which is impossible to do because you don't know what you're expecting to happen it's like it's really weird like uh, i i don't i don't know without all 22 film i don't know how to assess will he had some he was off sometimes in this game but but. missed some really big opportunities and it does make you think that if you can make big plays like that you know against a prevent defense at the end of a game I don't understand why you can't make them all four quarters, but I know I'm not the only person thinking that. Um, and I don't know if it's like a lack of confidence, a lack of not wanting to take risks because you might throw an interception. But the way I see it is like if you make a deep throw on a possession early in the game and you, it gets intercepted, oh well, it's a punt. You know, we're going to be punting anyway. So, yeah, it's just. And, and I thought in this game we really controlled time of possession. The stats on here, I think, are wrong because I'm pretty sure we had it way longer than them. It says they controlled it. Yeah, huh. and that's, I think that's false. Yeah, because this this also says that we didn't have a fumble lost. Um, yeah, but we really controlled the possession. I mean, I, I thought that we did. I don't know what this is all about. I mean, yeah, this team only had. 12 first downs. Yeah. So they couldn't have outpossessed us, I don't think. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned that, um, you know, our defense gave up 17 points, which, I mean, against a pretty good Memphis offense is, is, a, is a great game. Uh, Memphis had a really long drive when we failed to score on the goal line. They had like a 98-yard drive. That's that, where the game really turned. Yeah. Uh, not getting points there off of the interception that put us inside the 20. Yeah. I mean, was that Forbes' interception? Yeah. Yeah, so he was really close to getting a pick six on it. Was or Emerson? I think it was Forbes. Because Emerson's interception didn't even oh, count. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had like a substitution yeah. infection or something. So, um, yeah, Forbes' interception, almost a pick six, but they just get him out of there. Uh, I mean, they just push him out of bounds. 
And um, so that, I mean, obviously, it's not a big deal. You don't get a pick six. you still really good yeah, field position. Yeah, you're going to get points, right? At least a field goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then, I think we get a first down on, like, the first or second play. And we get first and goal and pass it four times in a row. Yeah. One of the passes going for minus five yards. Yeah. I think who I think that was to Jameer Calvin. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So, um, the, the a goal line fade at one point to Makai Polk that, that hit that got there. It got there. Still not a big fan of a goal line fade, but it seems to work in this offense though. Really? I mean, I mean the the one I mean, gets think, think last year. I mean, yeah, that's like what Will did the best. Yeah. I mean, I just. We also had a I guess I have a bad taste in my mouth because of the. I watched like the Auburn Penn State oh, game. Dude, that was horrible. <laughs> so it just it never seems like a good idea unless unless it works. I guess. Yeah. But um, I don't because I mean that landed in his hands. I don't got, think other teams practice as much as like an air raid offense. Does. Yeah, okay. because like, I mean, we we see it a lot and okay. like yeah. Well, but I mean that that right there, just a, a really big swing of us not scoring on the goal line to them driving down the field ninety eight yards. That was really the only time where you know their offense just outplayed our defense. Yeah. Because uh, other than that, obviously there's the field goal to get them to ten points, and then there was a, a touchdown early in the game. But I mean seventeen points given up by your defense. We say it all the time, but it should be good enough, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't. Um, so I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next, we're going to get to the offensive line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had three touchdown drives in this game, right? Or was it? Was it four? Yes, four. Four touchdown drives in this game. Okay. Uh, lo- I remember looking at my spreadsheet, and, and there is one common thing about those. And those four drives, there is only two offensive line issues combined. Like penalties and any anything, anything. miss 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 assignments. Only two. Yeah. This team goes where offensive line takes them. Yeah. Will on his spot, accurate passer, has time. Our guys will be, like, they'll they'll get open. And, yeah. And he'll find them. Yeah. These, I mean, we get upset about these short passes, but they're passes that are good enough to get first down. Yeah. If we just keep I, Okay. Doing. But we can't overcome 10-yard penalties, 15-yard penalties. Yeah. And expect these small yeah. passes. To we work. we see we see a four yard check down, and we're like, oh man, that that's horrible. I mean, if we see a four yard run every play, <laughs> you're doing good. Yeah, <laughs> we would never turn that down two years ago. Yeah, I, so. I don't I don't really understand like the oh we can't hit those check. Most of the time in this game, the checkdowns were getting four to six yards. Like yeah. that's good yardage and. And I don't understand the whole, oh, you can win a game running for four, 450, but you can't win a game passing for... I'm like, okay, you can you can win a game how, however you want. I mean, Memphis won one for 246 yards of offense. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. Okay, Lashley sucks. <laughs> I have Lashley is not good right here. He's going to come beat your door Oh, down. no. Um... <laughs> Yeah, just not good. Penalties all around. There was a play where he had a false start before it, and they didn't call it, and then he held the guy anyways. <laughs> like, like he was bad. Yeah, uh, it was rough to watch. Uh, he got subbed out at the end of the game, and then I forgot who moved over there. Was it Cam Jones? And then Cam Jones tackled a guy on our two-point conversion, 
which was holding, so thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, penalties were a massive issue. Yeah. Um, and, and one weird thing is, Dollar Bill was fantastic. Um, only had one issue on the entire game, and it was this weird thing on, like, the third and 20 before half. Yeah. Um, him and the left guard both ran, like, a screen pass. I don't... And, like, it was, like, a dead deep drop. I mean, it didn't amount to anything, because Lashley blocked good for one time. Um... (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Dollar Bill was great. Um, seems like Charles Cross is uh, back to being great all game, except for two plays. Yeah. I mean, I'll work with that when we're dropping back like 60 times a game. Yeah. And Will Rogers in this game had a set a record for completions in a game with 50. That sure felt good. Yeah. I was glad to hear that when we yeah. were fighting for our lives. Yeah, we were dominant in run blocking. Mm-hmm. Like, great. Um, only issue is... Uh, we lost, like, all of our running backs at a time. Yeah. Dylan Johnson had to go out there and fight for his life. And he did. Yeah, he, yeah. He did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, valiant effort. I mean, he was just hobbling on and off the field, but still, you know, when his number was called, which it was called a lot, mm-hmm. he was, you know, getting positive yardage. Yeah, you know, whatever I love that, Dylan. Whatever that looked like, yeah. Okay. Um, and that's it for the offensive line. Uh, it wasn't fun to watch. Lashley's not good. Uh, penalties are bad. I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't want to start Cole Smith, but oh, we may have to do it. Okay, dude, I figured out. I figured every Alabama transfer would be really good. You know, like Tyrell Tyro Shavers. Shavers. Hey, he scored more touchdowns than Lashley has so far. <laughs> I wonder how he's doing. We should Not check sure on that after. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then let's go on the wide receivers and running backs. Uh, Makai Polk. So good. He's so good. I, I, I don't know how he is so good, but he is so good. What did he look like to, in this game? 11 receptions for 136 yards, 12.4 yards uh, per catch. I mean, had that long touchdown at the end of the game. That I mean, that's that's the main thing you remember. But, I mean, all game long, he was catching He carried a drive. Yeah. Uh, the one where he caught the uh, screen on third and one and then, like, juked behind all of Bill and then got the first down. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heath is also really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wally did his thing. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's like a stat line that we kind of expect from Wally yeah. now. Five receptions, 58 yards. And then you got Austin Williams, six receptions for 44 yards. That Wally touchdown was a great pass by Will. Yeah, it, it was. was the out route on the end zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that was great. I mean, I, offense, We ha- our weapons are there. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, I was mentioning Penalties earlier, are so bad. Yeah, I mean, the small passes are going to be there. But you can't, can't overcome a first and 20 or a second and 15. It's just... I'm almost to the point where it's, okay, don't hold. Um, I don't care if he gets to Will, at least give Will the chance to throw it away and not get a penalty. Yeah. Like, because at least that way we're not 10 yards behind. I would much rather have, I mean, if Will does happen to get it away, I mean, I'd love second and 10 way more than first and 20. (laughs) Especially with this offense, because, I mean, then they're going to sit back there on the sticks and we're just not going to be able to do it. Yeah. I just don't know. But uh, we did see uh, Jaquavius Marks go down in this game. Mm-hmm. He There was a play that was definitely targeting, if I had to 
assess it myself. Um, but you could never be an SEC official. Not me. Uh, but obviously, not called targeting, and Jaquavius Marks never got another snap in the game. So yeah, uh, uh, I think it was it was one play. He got hit in the hit in the head, and then. We had like a Wally twenty-five yard catch, mm-hmm. and then he got hit in the head again. And oh, it, okay. it was, I didn't it, know it was twice. Yeah, it was twice he got targeted. Man, I think the first guy got ejected, the second guy didn't, but the second guy like killed him. <laughs> like the dude that hit him was like on the ground. Yeah. Too. Um. Okay, and then the next thing we have on here is defense, but I think we've touched on that enough. Uh, yeah. They Zach, did good. Zach Arnett's still good. Yeah, Zach Arnett's good. They had one good play against our defense. It was like a really nice play design. It was a throwback screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lined up four wide receivers on the left, one on the right. Yeah, it worked uh, to perfection. It was one-on-one Emerson on, uh, I think it was Austin. And, yeah, they fake, it, fake the throw that way. Linebackers come in, right guard, right tackle, flow out. Emerson against an offensive lineman and another offensive lineman and the fastest player in group of five football. No. That's not going to be a tackle. So no. so that was just a great play call at the great time. Uh, I mean, you know Mississippi State's going to be aggressive, so like that's the position that we put ourselves in. Mm-hmm. But I will gladly take that when I see like what else our defense does. Would like to see more pressure by the D-line because maybe then we wouldn't have the blitz eight people all the time yeah but i trust our corners i'm getting there with our safeties yeah yeah okay so that's it for the memphis game that was not enjoyable at all wasn't wasn't enjoyable to to watch pretty enjoyable to talk about yeah yeah that's always pretty good it's always fun talking i I, I feel i was a little mean to lashley but i meant it um (laughs) offense yeah (laughs) you're not saying no offense I'm not. I'm. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but. I mean, I really don't care. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Onto our game preview against LSU. All right. So in this game, what I see is less about like the two teams playing, and the main storyline is going to be on the coaching. Yeah. Right? So I know you may not think of now, or you may really be thinking it, but. You have two coaches, one in Orgeron that's definitely on the hot seat right mm-hmm. now and is one loss away from being left at wherever that game is. I mean, he could be left in Starkville this weekend yeah. if they if they lose this game. Um, Mike Leach, not on the hot seat by any stretch, but it's just you need to see some life yeah. from uh, him. I, I think that uh, for him to not start the season off next year on the hot seat, we have to, like, easily make a bowl like like not like going in being like oh man i hope that we can make it with our gpa or something like i think we easily have to make a bowl yeah uh for him to not start off the season next year on the hot seat because i think everyone understands we can't fire him this year Mm -hmm. i mean just for we're not gonna be able to get anyone to come here again yeah uh that that would be detrimental to the program Almost as bad as a three-win season would be. Yeah, um, and that and that's that's a lot easier said than done because I, I can look at the schedule now and I don't see four easy wins. I don't see I might not see four wins at all. You know, it's going to take winning games that you're not supposed to to, to get to that six-win mark. Um, and I just don't know. Yeah. A big thing with the Leafs that we haven't really talked about is just the fact that when all this happened with the officiating and stuff. He 
just stood on the sidelines looking like he was oblivious to the fact that there was a football game going on. It's kind of what Mike Leach looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was bizarre because I, I feel like in that situation, 99% of college football coaches are out at midfield just screaming their heads <laughs> off at, at umpire, I mean, at referees. And I know it may not help, but at least it shows that you are aware. Foxhall would have got tossed. I was, there was a time the other day I thought I would rather have Chris Lamonis be coaching our football program than Mike Leach. And I'm, I'm still haven't completely bowed down from that, uh, from, just from that feeling. But he's got to show me something. I mean, he's got to show some life. And I get, like, maybe his offense takes a few years to get put in. But you, you were at a, in the SEC where fan bases are really impatient. Is he the opposite of Ed Orgeron? Maybe so. I don't know if Mike Leach, like, if if the coaching showed that it actually worked a little bit more, I would I would say that's a dry, direct comparison because Coach O is no coaching, all emotion. He's mm-hmm. a cheerleader and a mascot for the team. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's pretty pretty aware of that. Yeah. Doesn't do much. Uh, is the second year of hiring offensive and defensive coordinators to try to fire instead of him getting fired. Yeah. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our first question on here, uh, who has more pressure to win this game, Leach or Kojo? Uh, I think definitely Orgeron. Yeah, uh, I think if Orgeron loses this game, I think he's chilling in Starkville for the night. <laughs> His favorite place on earth. Which, I think that would be a fun, I feel like it could be fun. Uh, yeah, there could be some great content come out of that. Yeah. Very inappropriate I think we can get him on the podcast. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. We can just say bad stuff about him, and then he'll come here and fight us. Ooh, we could just impersonate him. He's one of the one of the easiest. I right, go for it then. Mm-mm. Not until he gets fired. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. The entire intro of the podcast will be done in Orgeron's voice. The entire podcast will be done in Orgeron's voice. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so more on to like a preview. LSU only has a passing offense. Mm-hmm. Like. That that's just how it is. Uh, I think it's Max Johnson has yeah. been like pretty good. Uh, what's he throwing for per game? I don't know. It doesn't show it. But he has 864 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions. They have some really good wide receivers. Uh, Boutte is really good, and uh, I forgot this, these guys' names. But they're LSU wide receivers. They're you you know that they're going to be skilled. You know that they're going to be good. They're yeah. the best out of Louisiana probably. Mm-hmm. That's just how it just how it works. Um, I'm excited to see how our corners do against them. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, it's it's the biggest test. Yeah, so far. I mean, yeah. And uh, so, what do you need? I mean, just switching sides of the ball here. What do you need to see from our offense that could make you? I mean, even if I mean, win or lose this game, what can you see from the offense that really can kind of make you feel good at all moving forward? Uh, our offensive line being consistent. Yeah. Uh, I I'd go for like, I mean they don't have to be good. Just don't do penalties. Yeah. Uh, two penalties on the offensive line in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll make me feel okay. Yeah. Maybe. I mean that it sounds weird that I'm like, oh heck yeah, give me two penalties in the game. Don't care when. Don't care why. It's it's desperate times. Yeah. So. What happens, um, and this is just strictly hypothetical because we haven't gotten into our picks yet, what happens when, 
I mean, I think we know what happens when LSU loses. Mm-hmm. What happens when if we lose this game? Start of a long stretch of losses, I think. I don't know the next time that we have close to like a crowd at the stadium is. Because if we lose this week, we're losing Texas A&M. We're losing the Bama and no one's showing up. Vandy win and then a Kentucky game would be the next home game. Yeah, where I'm not convinced many people are going to show up. And then I definitely don't think people are going to show up to a Tennessee State game. And then... For a team with three wins at And the then time. the Egg Bowl is always kind of... Like, I really don't understand how the crowd even works at an Egg Bowl. On Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Um, I'll be there. It's the last one as a student. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'll be there, too. I'll that see just, that great offense from the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I was going to say from Ole Miss. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's not going to be good if, if we lose this game. I mean, I know it's LSU, and in the back of our minds, we're always like, well, we're not supposed to win this game. But it sure would help, you know, because yeah. moving forward, you know, you, you have a tough stretch with A&M and Bama, and if you can get one of those three games, it's it, it's, it, it's better. It's better than not getting one of those three games, I guess. I don't – it's just – it's going to be a tough stretch, so we need to win this game. Um, it's, Mike Leach's job at the moment is not at risk, but the, the, the support for the program really is. Yeah, uh, and his future uh, – Ability to to still have this job, is, yeah, yeah, is, is on the it. future hot seat will be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So. I mean, lose this game, and I mean, lose this game. There, there's not more <laughs> wins. Uh, I like the prospect of us having uh, three wins going into Ole Miss, and then having like one loss and winning. I feel like that could be fun. Yeah, it, it makes sense mm-hmm. because it doesn't. Because it's the Egg Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Well, that's going to be it for the um, the game preview for the, for LSU. Uh, we'll do our picks here in a minute, but we're going to start off with uh, nine other games from around the country, and we're actually going to start this one off with number twelve Notre Dame versus number eighteen Wisconsin. So the Soldier Field, Soldier Field, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a not a true home game for either team, and um, this is where College Game Day is. So, what do you have in this game? Uh, I think Jack Cohn, uh, Notre Dame's quarterback, is from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So is a true home game. Nope, that's Soldier Field is in Chicago. That's my bad. Well, transfer from Wisconsin. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um. So, I mean, a revenge game is kind of fun. Yeah. But Notre Dame is not very good. I mean, they they handled their business against Purdue, mm-hmm. and Purdue is the best team they played. Yeah. So so I don't know. Uh, it kind of depends on is Wisconsin bad or is Wisconsin okay? If Wisconsin's bad, it's going to be a close game and it'll go into the last minute of the fourth quarter. If Wisconsin's good, Notre Dame by 10. Doesn't it make sense? Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. Um, I'm going to go Notre Dame here. Okay, I think I am too. I really, I mean, I know they're they're both ranked, but uh, I really don't know too much about either team. I know Notre Dame has taken a step back from what they have been in the last couple of years. Um, but I still think they're going to be good enough to win this game, especially that it's not in Madison. Mm-hmm. So, all right, game number two, you got number seven, Texas A&M versus number 16, Arkansas. This is like the, the random rivalry game that we didn't expect when Texas A&M got to yeah, the SEC. And, and it's, uh, is that the Cotton Bowl? I think so, yeah. How, how weird. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Arkansas, when they beat Texas – they became the overrated team because yeah. Texas had no reason to be a top twenty team. Yeah, and then Arkansas beats them. And they're like, 
hey, look, we beat a top 20 team. So so they flip-flopped. Yeah. And let's storm the field and all. And Ar- Arkansas shouldn't I mean, I mean they may be, but they they shouldn't be ranked based on their resume. Yeah. I mean, Texas is unranked right now, I believe. Yeah. It should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, Texas A&M with uh, Kazada, I think is his name, mm-hmm. the the freshman again. So yeah, Texas A&M winning this one. I think it's been ten years straight with uh, wins for Texas A&M. Yeah. This game's always close though. Yeah. So looking ahead to next week, I know we play Texas A&M at Kyle Field, and I feel like A&M's gonna win that game, just like from bird's eye view. Um, but I think there's also a chance for us to win. If they lose to Arkansas this week, there's no way they're losing two in a row. Yeah. They will blow us off the face of the earth. Beat us by 60. Um, and that being said, for the betterment of Mississippi State, I'm just I think Arkansas is going to win this game. Wow, that's big. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the upset here. Okay, uh, and then our third game is number nine Clemson at NC State. Uh, Clemson went to the last two minutes with uh, Georgia Tech. At Clemson. Yeah. Uh, so. Was not a good showing. Uh, NC State has uh, not lived up to expectations. Mm. Apparently, South Florida is not a good gauge of uh, how, how good an offense is. Yeah. Who knew? Uh, but it's at NC State. There's I think that they like pack out stadiums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson is as vulnerable as we've ever seen them uh, in the past five years. Uh, so I'm gonna go NC State here. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, ACC doesn't have someone in the playoffs this year. It's a bold, bold claim. Not really. <laughs> All right. I'm just. I know it may just be that I'm used to picking Clemson to win games, but uh, I'm gonna go with Clemson to win NC State to win against NC State. Partly also because I watch NC State play in real life, and they're just not very good. Okay. Yeah. But, completely understandable. Yeah. Yeah, they've been our easiest game all season. <laughs> all right, number game number four. We got number twenty-four UCLA going to Stanford. Um, I like. I, I'm gonna pick this game first. I am gonna pick UCLA. Okay. Uh, Stanford found a quarterback. Did they really? Yeah. KJ Costello. Mm-hmm. That's him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. I forgot his name. Dudes looked good. Uh. I'm gonna go Stanford here. Uh. People keep saying that they are better up front on both sides of the ball, and as we know, that's kind of important. But I mean, they do not have the coaching advantage here. Yeah. So, uh, Stanford. No. Uh, number five, uh, Missouri at Boston College. This is really a sneaky good game. Yeah, this is a game that like it's not going to pop off the page, but two pretty even teams, mm-hmm. I think. Um, if I had to pick this one, which I do, because it's on our list. I'm going to pick Boston College. Okay, you're picking the team with a backup quarterback. Good, so am I. <laughs> uh, I'm going Boston College here. I did not I did not know that yeah. they were on the backup quarterback, but uh, it just shows how much I know about Don't worry, backup quarterbacks are the same as starters. Yeah, ours might be. <laughs> um, all right, so you got game number six, SMU at TCU. Surely there's some rivalry named here. We don't know about it. Um, I think SMU beat La Tech on a... a Hail Mary at the end of their game. Really? Oh yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. That. yeah. Uh, so, so that's 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 a big Fine. time emotional win. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU is also undefeated, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go TCU here. Yeah. Um, this game, I would have just picked whoever the home team was, and it happens to be TCU, so I'm going with them. 
Which, okay. I know it's a, it's a boring way to pick the game, but they seem like they're the same. Okay, so. uh, then here number seven, uh, West Virginia at number four, Oklahoma. All right, so I watched the whole Oklahoma game the other day. They played Nebraska and really struggled throughout. You know, just couldn't put Nebraska away. Um, and it's just not, I mean, just like we talked about Clemson, it's not the same Oklahoma that we've been mm-hmm. seeing for the past couple of years or past, I mean, decade probably. Um, and it's a it's a Big 12 game. And uh, so probably a bit, pretty big crowd in Oklahoma. But uh, I'm still going to say West Virginia comes in there and gets the upset. Okay, uh Oklahoma, I, I think that we've seen over Rattlers uh, past past season. Yeah. Um, if you're going to catch them, you're going to catch them at the beginning of the season. Because mm-hmm. once that offense starts going, no one in the country is going to stop them. Uh, it's still Lincoln Rally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, Rattlers still a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. It, once everything clicks, they're going to be on. Everything hasn't clicked yet. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to get them, get them at the beginning of the season. And I'm gonna go with the West Virginia Mountaineers here. Yeah, I mean they were coming off a big win against was that Virginia Tech last mm-hmm. week. I mean it's huge, and so might as well carry it on to uh, <laughs> to Oklahoma now. So now we got game number eight, Kentucky at South Carolina, which we put it on here because it's an SEC matchup. But for me, this is a really easy pick. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go first, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky for me too. South Carolina just hasn't proven anything mm-hmm. i mean kentucky has i mean K- K- kentucky struggled through a few games you know against missouri against ut chattanooga this past week but i think they're going to turn it on in sec play and uh did you see the shane beamer quote about george's defensive line yeah. <laughs> he's like well they, they're not doing anything crazy schematically they're just all five stars <laughs> yeah which is so accurate mm-hmm. yeah georgia it's just Georgia. All right. Uh, game number nine. We got Nebraska going to number twenty, Michigan State. Okay. Uh, these are two of the weirdest teams. Uh, everyone thought Nebraska was going to be horrible. They may. They may be. They may be okay. Yeah. They have, uh, they have two losses on the season, but they might be all right. Yeah. They may be okay because uh, they come to the powerhouses of Oklahoma and Illinois. Mm-hmm. Brett Bielema. Mm-hmm. You know, can you really ever fault someone for losing to Bielema? Yeah, okay. you can. Um, and then number 20, Michigan State. Uh, I think they got something like 27 transfers or something. Jeez. Yeah, like completely new team. Uh, they're they're undefeated. Uh, they, they seem to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, who are you picking here? I still just don't trust Nebraska. I mean, I, I think the whole deal with them almost beating Oklahoma was uh, way more about Oklahoma not playing well than Nebraska just being really You're not good. trusting Adrian Martinez? I am not. Understandable. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the home team here. I'm going with Michigan State. Uh, I'm going to go with Nebraska here. I like chaos. Okay. I like it. Just for the content? Mm-hmm. All right. And now, America's Game of the Week. Number two in the SEC West versus number two in the SEC West. <laughs> game day, where you at? <laughs> All right, we got LSU coming to Starkville for an 11 a.m. kickoff, which sounds absolutely Dude, disgusting. they just wanted – they couldn't wait for the game, so they just made it as early as possible. Yeah, it's just going to be such a, a like, good matchup. They just need to know they're – they just want to leave Orgeron. Two-storied program. <laughs> How many national championships do they have split between them? How many national championships does LSU have? I don't know. 
<laughs> Weren't you at LSU fan? Yeah, but that was I mean, they only won like two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so surely um, they have a few. Yeah, got to be more than more than, than a zero. couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I guess I'll pick this game first. So we're gonna do the game, then score, and then player of the week, I guess. Yeah. Because that can't get sad. Um, I'm gonna pick LSU to win this game, but it's gonna be very low scoring, in my opinion. Um, I think LSU wins this game, twenty to fourteen. Okay. Uh, LSU's gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be thirty-eight, fourteen. Jeez. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah. All right, so... And not even doing that for content. That's just kind of what it feels like right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so got me with 20 to 14, Hunter with 38 to 14, and that's just how it's going to be. It's until Mississippi State can t- prove us... The, <laughs> until until they can prove to us that they can win a game. Um, yeah, Com- comfortably. Win a game. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, that's just how it's going to be. Now, if State is to is to pull something off. Who's going to be the player that's going to put him over the top? Uh, I think King Ani. Uh, I'm still doing the reverse jinx. Um, Trip Wilson it's played... It's not fun when you do this. I'm sorry. I can't do it. We've seen what happens. Uh, Trip Wilson got in the game. I wonder if he was on the punt coverage. Oh, no. no surely not. I didn't sure. see him on there. Me either. I don't know when he got in. It was his first college snap, so... Yeah. Well, I um, I said Makai Polk last week, and I think I'm still going to say that because I, I said it from the beginning of the season. I think he's going to be the guy, and if, if when State needs a guy and they need him bad this weekend, he's going to show up. So yeah, hope, I'm hoping that he, he shows up and proves my prediction wrong. Um, but that's all that we've got for, for the picks for the week. We are going to move on to some Instagram questions. We did get a few yesterday when we posted our – uh, our story. So thank you guys for sending those in, and uh, we'll get to those here in just a second. Okay. Uh, yeah. From Jess Cooley, should there be a way to retrospectively change the score to a game? No. no. I'm, that's plain and simple. I know I did mention that earlier, but that was just, that's a special case for if that happens to Alabama, and it will never. So. Uh, football James said Derek Stingley. Yeah, he got hurt during practice. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's just scared to play Mississippi State. Uh, hasn't played us past two years. Past two years, he's just he's just scared. Yeah, he doesn't want to hurt his draft stock. Dude should have just, just played you know, good, opted out. I mean, he'd be first round pick forever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Brooks Taylor. Aside from the bad calls, what hurt us last week? Um, I think I'm not not being sarcastic here. The offense not scoring. Yeah, like right I mean, there. literally, like not scoring on the on the goal line, cha- allowed the entire game to change. Allowed them to have a ninety-eight yard drive that just flipped the script. And you know, as I, as obvious as it sounds, just not scoring costs mm-hmm. us the game. Okay, uh, Jay Scalabi, is Southern Miss scoring a field goal against Bama? Maybe not, but they'll probably score a touchdown. Yeah, I give them give them fourteen points. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, That's bold. I, I mean. I think I mean, Mercer scored yeah, a touchdown on yeah. him. So. I think more, um, didn't Mercer score double digits? I don't know. I need you to check that for me. Okay, I'll check that. And right. that and that brings us to our next topic. Um, rank these undefeated SEC teams. Hmm. And we're checking there. Yeah, Mercer scored, Mercer scored 14. 14. Okay. okay. So I, I give Southern Miss at least 7. 
if that's the case. Look at Southern Miss. What a powerhouse. All right, so the SEC, there are a few or a handful of um, 3-0 and teams right now. And so listing those from you know, going to the east first, we've got Georgia and Kentucky. And then in the west, we have Alabama, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and A&M. And Mississippi State. Nope. We I won. Wish. Mm-hmm. I wish. That game should be nullified. 2-0 and dogs. If Jess Cooley was in charge of it, we would be. I doubt it. <laughs> All right, so I... Are we going to do these together? Yeah, let's do these together. Okay, so number one, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. That's, that's pretty pretty awesome that we agree on that. Uh, number two is going to be Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Number three, I'm going to say Ole Miss. Miss. I'm going to say Ole Miss there. Number four, A&M. Yeah. Number five, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. And then, I guess the only one left is Arkansas, which... We really, I mean, they, we just don't know if they're good or not. I think we're pretty confident that Kentucky can be really good. Yeah. And according to their schedule, could have a really good year and go like ten and two, eleven and one. One thing that we didn't touch on, Florida almost beat Alabama. Yeah, down twenty-one to three in the first quarter, and Emory Jones with the comeback. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm sure it ended the same way as our game, thirty-one twenty-nine. Same story, same score. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's going to do it for going for two this week. Uh, we're looking forward to the game. Uh, LSU coming to start full, playing 11 a.m. like we said. You know, it really could be a, a good game for us. We really just never know. I mean, we could come up and uh, and show out like we did against NC State, but, you know, it just all depends on the offensive line, the offense, like you said. Uh, so looking forward to that, and I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend of football and enjoy this beautiful weather outside. Have a great day. It really is some great weather outside. It's pretty awesome. What if it just hit the feedback loop and it just really loud when you took this off? I wonder if you can do that. Woo! Punch it for it. Wow, it's not gonna do it. Bye everyone!